Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Blade Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick or treat bag every week. I'm, I'm gonna say it anyways. I don't care. I'm gonna say it every week when we feel like yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's during a week. I don't care. Fuck you. It's not like you're listening to them weekly. We don't have to come out with them weekly. We'll do it on our own terms. That's right. I'm Rocky. I'm fucking Blades. <laughs> and a very aggressive episode of Bladed Apples. Fuck you. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about 1981's Hell Night. Yeah, Linda Blair. Linda Blair, her, her comeback to horror after Exorcist 2, The Heretic. She took a break of like four years. <laughs> they, they act like if you look up trivia on this movie, like Linda Blair took a lot of time off. It's like she finally went back to horror after all the time after Exorcist. I'm like, oh, after the first Exorcist, two. And I'm like, that was like four years beforehand. It's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, we also have a video game later on. Uh-huh. And... Uh, That's it. Fuck you. I know. <laughs> then you go fuck yourself. <laughs> go listen to something else. Uh, but first... We're I, the first podcast on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not on the right. <laughs> uh, Let me review your ghost videos. I can do it better. <laughs> speak, speaking of the right, you hear about McCarthy... <laughs> I sure did. I sure did. Is that hilarious? Ousted. Wait, uh, are we surprised by this? The guy that fucking got like outvoted eight times on being the speaker of the house. Wasn't it eight times or six times? Eight times. Eight. Until they finally were like, they made some inside deals and were just like, fine. Just let him be it. And he immediately fucks up within his first year. Surprise. <laughs> Shocking. But we don't like getting too political. But let's get more political. I'm going to shut my notes. All right. <laughs> uh, what's been going on with you, buddy, this week? Oh. Or since last episode. Oh. Uh, no, uh, as I was telling you earlier, I've been going down a uh, nightmare on Elm Street hole, mm-hmm. uh, trying to fill in the gaps of... Uh, I'll be honest. I've always been more of a Texas Chainsaw and Friday the 13th fan when it comes to the big slashers. So there were some Freddy movies I was missing. So I went ahead and watched Dream Master, which is one that I have not seen. And that one is <laughs> thumbs down. Yeah. But did you know it's the biggest uh, box office pool of any Nightmare on Elm Street minus Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. That's the fourth Freddy? Yes. Is Dream, Dream Master, Master, Master and then, Dream, and then Child. Dream Child and then Freddy's Dead. Yeah. And that was the other one that I hadn't watched, was Freddy's Dead. And I love that one because of how fucking silly it is. It's so silly. He, him in the fucking bus. Just, yes. No motion when the bus is moving. <laughs> I think that was his best jokes, but then the reveal that it's like, she's my daughter. That's dumb. Try it on. Let daddy teach you. I hate that, I hate that in any movie. I think I've said before on the podcast, I hate in any film one of my big bugaboos when it comes to screenplays and writing. If you have a twist where somebody's related or it's like all in their head or it's That's, a dream, those things will like dock you major points on my watch. Nothing will beat the absolute disappointment I had with that movie Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest letdown in a movie 
I think I can remember in recent times. Like I was like, oh my God, amazing skit. Oh my God, amazing skit. Oh my God, amazing skit. Martin Freeman's so good. I love Martin Freeman. He's so great. And I do love Martin Freeman. No, he is great. Especially for like Fargo and yeah. stuff like that. But the seasons, not the movie. I know he's not in the movie. Don't fucking <laughs> piss your pants. Um, but, uh, and of course the Hobbits. Those were so say, good. I was going to say the Edgar Wright films. Which ones was he in with Edgar Wright? Well, he's in The World's End. He also has a uh, small role in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, right. And he has this even smaller role in um, in uh, uh, Shaun the Dead. He was very mm-hmm. enjoyable in Sherlock for the seven episodes I watched. Sherlock is good. I like I like that Sherlock show. I think him and uh Sorry, ben, ben that dick coming bitch. Yeah, ben, <laughs> Crumple Snatch <laughs> is uh no, that's a that's a good show. Um I, I never finished it either. I think I watched the no, first like, after, two seasons. After they were like, Oh my god, if you don't have Doctor Who you can watch it. I'm like, Oh, Doctor Who, I'm out. Doctor think, Who fans like this fuck. Well, because it's the same creator of Doctor no, Who. I know. Yeah. Same show It's runner. better than Doctor Who. We also did that I think the same guy did that BBC Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very good. Not good at all. Not very good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, well, uh what was four and six the only two Freddy movies that you hadn't seen before? Uh four and six, yeah. Yeah. Those were the only two I hadn't seen. Did you rewatch Freddy vs. Jason because it's awesome? No, I didn't. I was not in the mood to listen to uh Slipknot. <laughs> so. It is such it's such a fucking new metal set. Well it's 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 a metal core soundtrack. I, I don't like, even know if I'd say that because it's like Mudbane and shit too. Yeah, but it's got Kill Switch Engage and fucking didn't have uh, like Shadows Fall or some shit like that. Uh, I don't know and I don't care. Fucking I don't the like new, the new metal soundtrack is fucking Queen of the Damned. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that God. has Static X shit on it. Okay, <laughs> don't you dare! No, I will. <laughs> don't you dare take the name of Static X in vain. <laughs> I was I was going back and uh, me and Lauren are working on a uh, joint Halloween playlist um, for the season and also for the Halloween party we have coming up. Um, so I was like going through my Halloween playlist. You have Just, a Halloween party? Oh yeah, that's right. You've yeah. been told me about it. I forgot. Yeah, we got the party. <laughs> we Did you find the place? We're just gonna have it at her place. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we're just have our place there. Um, it's just easier that way. But uh, we're so I was going through like the different, uh, like go through my playlist. I'm like, oh, are there any songs I need to like kind of like add to this before we start comparing notes and stuff and building like a master list or whatever. And I'm like, let me go look at some like horror soundtracks and stuff like that. So I looked back at like the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack and I looked at Demon Knight, which is also very much of its time. That went like the Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> like, nope. I love Demon Knight soundtrack. No, Demon Knight's Demon Knight soundtrack is good. Fucking uh one eight hundred suicide from Grave Diggers is on there. That's a great song. Grave Diggers. <laughs> yeah. Uh I love that movie. I love Demon Knight. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um uh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Um that movie's insane. Mm, moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into uh. Wait, another's been going on with me this week. Me and Lauren decorated the house for Halloween. We did the whole outside of it. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. We're the only person that's like decorated on the block. <laughs> but when it's lit up, it's lit up, which is great because uh, it's good to have the street lit up. After, it's lit. <laughs> it's lit. 
uh, it's pretty dark down that way, and and it's good to have some lighting down there. We'll just say that. Uh, thanks, dogs. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. That's my coffee pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's almost done. <laughs> so we'll go into the little piece of news that I want to get out that I didn't tell you about. Right. Right. And uh, thank you, Lucha. <gasps> Mina, don't start. <laughs> Both of our dogs are barking. <laughs> well, one's just growling. I don't even know he's growling out. Um, nope, he's getting there. <laughs> he's building it up to it. <laughs> he's just looking at your hookah. Okay. Um, God, I haven't smoked hookah in like a year. Is it just really? No, that's bullshit. There's no way. We, we smoked at your house. Four months. Before you moved, before you moved here. Yeah, well, I, did, I didn't smoke for like two months before I moved, and then since I've been here, so seven years. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> let me let him out there. Get the hell out of here. Sorry, viewers. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> so we may have to put the dogs out there and keep barking. Um, but yeah, so uh, this weekend, Exorcist Believer comes out. Ew. And let me tell you, the reviews have not been good. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think the last Exorcist movie I saw was like, it was like 2007? So, okay. Uh, Exorcist 1, of course, not only a perfect film, and not only one of the greatest horror movies of all time, but one of the greatest movies of all time. Exorcist 2, Heretic, is... Fine. Uh, no, really? You think? I think, I think it's, it's awful. Fine. Uh, Three's good. Fucking Mark Scorsese says Heretic Two or Exorcist Two Heretic is better than Exorcist One. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, Exorcist Three, fantastic. I love that movie. Um, and then so Jeffrey Dahmer. But then the one that came was the first Exorcism. Was it the prequel Exorcist film that you're talking about? Is that one from 2006? Yes. Just Paul Schrader, I think. That was terrible though. Yeah. It was a terrible movie. Uh, and so it's been a while since Exorcist film, mm-hmm. and of course David Gordon Green. I'm, I'm sure most people know this, but David Gordon Green, who directed the last three Halloween films, uh, put it out, and um, we all knew it was gonna be bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think Rue Morgue last year voted it for their uh, end of the year review as the least anticipated horror movie of the next year. Uh, they showed it to audience, like pre-audience screenings um, to see if they need to change anything, you know. Uh, and it tested negatively with audiences. Um, and so I don't know if they did reshoots or what. And now they finally... they're. Finally releasing this weekend, and right now it's a 29% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. That's rough. Yeah. Um, this is also from... What, what's great about it is that it moved its release date. It's supposed to come out the weekend after this uh, weekend. But they moved their date like some other movies did because the Taylor Swift movie comes out on Friday the 13th. This was a Friday fucking 13th. movie. It's a concert film. Oh, okay, that's fine. It's it's a concert film, but studios are so afraid to go against Taylor Swift that they all move their fucking release dates from Friday the Thirteenth. <sighs> Groan, groan, and 
I'm not going to go on a tangent. <laughs> no, go on a tangent. Maybe if Lucha would stop, sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're not coming in here if you're going to sound like a coffee pot. Um, okay. I am not saying that Taylor Swift doesn't have talent. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, is that talent is so astronomically overrated, my mind bleeds when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. When I think that that person has 13 <laughs> Grammys, and then I hear the songs they have Grammys for, I'm like, do you remember, like, oh, man, I'm going old. I'm going old person right now. I'm like, do you remember? Let's think about the great pop hits, like Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> this is the kill before Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, just... If you look back 30 years ago, oh, man, this is why my back hurts when I get out of bed. If you listen to all this music that came out before we were born. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I know Paige loves Taylor Swift. Does she really? Oh, yeah. Me me and Warren have talked about this where I've said before, I I couldn't name you five Taylor Swift songs, I don't think. Uh, I can, but not not because I want to. I don't think, I, I think I can name maybe like two or three i know that she's big but like for being like the biggest pop star in the world and like how big of a fan base she has i find it insane because i maybe just don't care enough to know (laughs) i don't know it's just maybe the last big pop star that matters to me is lady gaga and that's (laughs) yeah and she's very fizzled out at this point yeah but she's amazing (laughs) yeah she's very talented but and i'm not saying oh my god just so nobody fucking tries to destroy us I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not well, saying she's clearly that. talented. She's very yeah, she's clearly talented. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Right. Number one. And you know, I'm old. I'm an old fuddy duddy. <laughs> like if it's not talking about Satan or uh, stabbing somebody in the pussy, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Who has who's got time for that? Yeah. If it's not fucked with a knife <laughs> or in nominate Satanist, <laughs> I don't care. Or Day Mysterious Dom Satanist. <laughs> Uh, but no, um, it's not that. It's just like it, just her. I, I don't even think it's her as much as it is her fan base. Mm-hmm. Like it was like they will defend anything that happens with her. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she's in the wrong a lot or anything like that. It's just weird. It's weird to me. It's yeah, like sure. this weird following she has and this cult like appreciation because like. I was watching, like, the Patrick Mahomes' wife, mm. like, posted something uh, about, you know, being married to Patrick Mahomes and them winning a game. I, th- I think the best part is that, that that's actually her name. How it's lucky p- It's Miss Patrick Mahomes. This is Miss Patrick Mahomes' wife, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, is that... The, everyone's flipping out because Taylor Swift's at that football game and apparently... Yeah, she's dating, yeah. Dating Trey... <laughs> Trevor something and then Patrick Mahomes wife like posts like hey my baby won a game love you number 15 or whatever and people are like oh really trying to one up Taylor Swift aren't you like oh just has to be in the spotlight it's like she's been married to him for years like what are you talking about like leave her alone fucking Swifties but I will say this for anybody that doesn't know this ties back into my original point all right, so bear with me. Okay. Patrick Mahomes sounds like Danny McBride. Oh, he totally does. If you look up the video, Patrick Mahomes, Kenny Powers, where they do a side-by-side, he sounds exactly like him. 
And Dan McBride was the co-writer of Exorcist Believer. <laughs> oh, so, because he co-wrote those uh, Halloween, Halloween films also. He did really good on the first one. I, you know, Halloween Ends has been growing on me more and more. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. But, like, I actually bumped it up a couple more in my Halloween rankings on Letterboxd. Mm. Um, because I think there's a large portion of the movie I really, really like until it turns into a regular Halloween movie. Um, but... Let's move on to the next bit of uh, news before we go into our main topic. Uh, before we get any more into the weeds or Swifties send us death threats. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, Trick or Treat Studios had their big reveal of... Hold on. I want to say one more thing. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, fuck. Did I forget it? <laughs> Oh God! It was uh, what was it? <laughs> yeah, move on. I'll say it randomly throughout the episode. All right, so Trick or Treat Studios had the reveal of uh, new toy lines coming out um, mm-hmm. and new stuff they have. Um, was there a toy convention, or did they just do this on their own? I think they did it on their own. Okay. Um, they revealed a shitload. They have a new line of uh, Day of the Dead figures. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Guar. Yep, with Odorous, thank God. With Odorous, of course. Um, they have a uh, statue of Reagan from The Exorcist, which looks really fucking cool. They didn't have that on the main page, but they had it. Um, other horror sites posted about it where it's like, this was another thing they revealed. Um, you can look at Blood Disgusting and see it. Um, actually have one of their busts. It's not a statue, but one of their... Mm-hmm. medium bus from the house by the cemetery. I want to get the full one, Dr. Foystein. Oh God, but, that thing looks so cool. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to collect their statues, but um, yeah, a lot of really cool stuff coming from them. I feel like they had a couple other things, um, but yeah, trick or treat studios, man. They uh, really just, they've been upping their game. You said last episode that, that, I mean, you surprisingly, you told me that they were a part of the Texas chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were. Did they distribute or were they produced it or I think they helped produce it. Nice. That's awesome. Um, what else they have? Oh, ghost figures, whatever. Uh, killer clowns. Oh, they put the Texas chainsaw fucking. Yeah. The family table. Yeah. Man. Cause of the table and all the figures. That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, Billy from Saul. And uh, Chucky, which also the new Saw movie's been getting really good reviews. Um, Has it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the first Saw movie that's uh, been certified fresh. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ten movies. Ten you movies. had one. <laughs> ten movies. Uh, I think there's a bit more than ten because I don't know if you count Spiral or not. This may be eleven. That one was not certified fresh. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. Kill a weird time because it came out during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that movie. I didn't even watch it. No, me neither. It looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Wasn't it uh, fucking... Uh, Chris Rock? Chris Rock, and yeah. Samuel L. Jackson? I just can't imagine Chris Rock in a serious role. Uh, I've seen him do some close to serious roles, but yeah, nothing like that. Nothing in a horror film, though. No. But I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes... No, there's nothing wrong with comedic, out. comedic actors can do a lot. Adam Sandler's very good in... Robin Jermaine Williams. Rolls. Robin Williams, yeah. 24-hour um, photo. One-hour photo. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling it that. Is it that doesn't the, take that long to develop photos. Is that the news you wanted to tell me? How you fucked up that title? Sure. <laughs> okay. 
cool. No, it's something about being mad at Twi- Taylor Swift again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what I was going to say is, just to, like any famous person, I know a lot of famous people listen to this podcast. Huh. Huh. I just feel like dating Taylor Swift is career suicide. I feel like dating Taylor Swift is probably a fucking chore. <laughs> I don't even know about that. Like, she doesn't seem like a bad person or anything, but you know I don't fucking know her. She, I, I feel like she's probably super egotistical. She probably oh, I'm sure she is. She's yeah. got 13 Grammys. And I just, like, like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I've heard John Mayer is, you know, is a piece of shit kind of guy. He is. So, yeah. So, sure, that's fine. But it's Coming like, from Rocky, who's never met him in his whole fucking life. I thought you guys were best friends. Yeah. <laughs> But and, uh, yeah, no, I just like, I know like right before this, she dated like the singer of 1975 mm-hmm. for like yeah, but that dude was a real fucking douchebag. He says some pretty awful things. Has he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he's, he he just makes comments. We're just like, dude, why, why are you saying shit like that? I don't know him. I don't care. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. It just seems like you're her next Grammy. Like, it's the thing. That's the fear. You're the next breakup song. Because, I mean, if you are dating her and something goes wrong, Mm -hmm. she's going to make a Grammy off it and your career is, you know, because the, and honestly, I I get, you know, I'm wrong because the the mass of the people disagree with me. So I am wrong in that sense. Uh, So forgive me for not getting it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's going to make that Grammy, and then that, that guy's football career is going to be done because all the Swifties on the other team are going to break his fucking legs. <laughs> They're, <gonna laughs> They're just him. targeting him. How dare you hurt Taylor, bro? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into it before we get off more into the weeds. Uh, I think it's time to go to the main topic. All right, trailer time. Trailer time. <laughs> Pray for day, hell night. Linda Blair in Hell Night from Compass International, rated R. All right. All right. All right. Well, I mean, Hell Night. 1981. Do you like fraternity movies? <laughs> then you're going to love this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, but is it? I mean, guess it's kind of a fraternity movie. Not me and his barking. <laughs> Both the dogs are, are barking. Well, My I dogs guess, are barking. <laughs> I guess it's time to put them down. <laughs> um, you're making us seem so unprofessional. <laughs> So, uh, in my own studio. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I mentioned earlier, uh, this is uh, starring uh, Linda Blair. Um, it's her return to horror, but I mean, this wasn't like a huge like comeback where it's like it's been so long she's just done horror. It's been like four years. Um, it was directed by Tom D. Simone, um, written by Randy Feldman. Um, uh, Tom DeSimone, uh, he was known prior, or back in the 70s, for directing gay pornos. Oh. <laughs> um, didn't expect that. 
He also uh, directed a movie called Chatterbox, which was a play. Uh, it's a comedy about a talking vagina. Oh. So it's like that Family Guy skip about the vagina monologues. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> uh, but he did direct another uh, cult classic B movie called Reform School Girls. Oh, really? It stars Wendy O. Williams. I didn't know uh, that. From Plasmatics. So that's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, uh, it was directed by uh, Randy Feldman, who um, uh, not, he's, he's not related to Corey Feldman. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's not trying to... <laughs> that ruined everything. There goes my fun fact that I was going to make up. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's pretty interesting because uh, uh, this connects into what you said earlier about Freddie. Um, Chuck Russell, mm-hmm. uh, who he executive produced this movie. Um, he was one of the... Uh, uh, I don't think he directed it. He may have directed it. He at least co-wrote uh, Nightmare Three. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Three more years? Yeah, the, the best, the the best Freddy film. No, I still think the first is best. Uh, I mean, it's it's in it's, horror movie terms. I think it's the best. I think I think Dream Warriors is the best. Jesus Christ, was he barking? At? Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> it doesn't seem to be picking up. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, he he. Co-wrote those movies, uh, not only Nightmare Three, but also The Blob, which he did direct. Oh, really? The 1980s Wait, the nineteen eighties mm-hmm. Blob, the best one. Yeah, yeah, I like that better than the original. Uh, which he co-wrote with Frank Darabont. Um, Frank oh, Darabont, my favorite. Frank Darabont, who directed The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption and The Mist. Uh, oh, damn! Yeah, yeah, he made three of the best Stephen King adaptations. Um, he was a production assistant on this. I'm tired, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Frank Durbaugh was a production assistant on this, and uh, Chuck Russell was the executive producer, which is pretty interesting. Also, allegedly, uh, this came from one of the actors in the movie. I don't know if it's verified, because only he was like, yeah, this was a thing. Uh, Kevin Costner was an alleged uh, grip in this film. <laughs> he's, working, he's working as a grip, like a key grip. A no grip. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that. <laughs> I think that guy's a fucking liar. Um, I feel like Kevin Costner was already in movies by then. Yeah. Uh, 1981? Maybe right before he started, like... Really? He was, Breaking he was, he was out. a star. Yeah. I know, you fucking love Kevin Costner. Oh, he's the absolute worst. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom DeSimone was connected. He, he, I don't, he isn't credited as a director. He was... Connected to the film as a director all through pre-production. Uh-huh. Um, another Linda Blair movie called uh, Savage Streets, uh, which is like a pretty popular exploitation movie um, from the mid-80s, um, which was, I think Danny Steinman ended up directing that movie, um, who directed Friday the 13th Part 5. Yeah. Everybody's least favorite Friday the 13th. The one nobody really remembers. <laughs> People hate it because it's not actually Jason. It's a guy dressed like Jason. Yep. But if you go back and you rewatch it, it has some of the most fucking exploitive kills in it. Uh... But yeah, Hell Knight came out. It was released to very mixed reviews. Some people liked it. A lot of people really hated it. Um, it's very down the middle. Uh, Linda Blair was nominated for a Razzie Award. 
Ooh, <laughs> ouch. I don't think she was that bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh... So people, it's been kind of having like, hey, of course, a cult following after, um, still does have a cult following, but people are always trying to reassess it being like, oh, it's like this deep social commentary and blah, 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 which we'll get into more kind of, I don't give a shit enough because I don't really agree that it has like a deep social commentary. No, to it, it doesn't. Um, I see what they're trying to go for. Um, I feel like they just try and add that to movies to make them feel better about liking them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with liking a movie unless it's that one where the guys run around being a patriot. What's the one that just came out? <laughs> oh, fucking um, the uh, the one with fucking Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Ugh. God, that looks that, fucking. That's stupid. a QAnon movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I listened to podcasts about it. That guy's out of his fucking mind. Jim Caviezel. Uh, yeah. If you yeah. guys get a chance, you can listen to QAnon Anonymous, which is a podcast that's always talking about all this crazy shit they believe. But they have a whole episode. It's apparently their most streamed episode, with good reason, about just Jim Caviezel. That guy's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, Linda Blair wanted to do this movie because she's like, ah, well, I want to do a more horror film, and then I want to go and just do a more dramatic roles after this. How did that work uh, out? It, it did. Of course, we know that. We know that. <laughs> what um, do you mean? Because she was trying to get away from her, her, you know, being a child and the exorcist and all this and get away from horror. So she did that and she uh, posed for We magazine. We. Oui. Oui. Which was, uh, she did a nude photo shoot for him. Um, and it backfired. Uh, it People didn't take her seriously um, and her career was kind of stifled from it. Um, Why? Uh, because people are like, oh, you're in horror and you pose naked. Um, all this, uh, so they, they were just like, that's sad. Yeah. You should be able to flaunt it if you got it. She just kept on doing horror and exploitation and dating Rick James and (laughs) cold blooded, cold blooded was written about Linda Blair. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the, um, I think that's all the, pre-production stuff. I've got a couple little things of trivia as we kind of go along, but... All right. You want me to give a brief synopsis of the plot? go for it. So we start the night at a fraternity house. It's very um, lame. (laughs) Yeah. And lots of people there. People throwing up and people breaking windows for no reason. Yep. Just... The, re- the, uh, the I guess the idea of adults in the 80s and how they imagined kids, <laughs> they were just like, yeah, they're fucking monsters. They're insane. And eventually you find out that a couple people along with Linda Blair, they're in the sister to the, the sister sorority, I guess, to the fraternity. Yeah, I guess so. Is what they said. And they're supposed to be doing their initiation. And they hoot and holler. And take Linda Blair, uh, anonymous blonde girl who's French or British. 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 Oi. Oi, God. She's dressed like a flapper. No, dressed like a flapper. The dumb blonde dude who's dressed as Robin Hood and. Errol Flynn Robin Hood. (laughs) Yeah. And guy who is wearing a suit and a top hat. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um,. Jeff? Jeff. My Jeff. No, Je- uh, yeah, Jeff and Seth. Je- yeah, that's right. My name's Seth. Yeah, like, Linda Blair is invited. Is she part of the sorority or is she just invited by her friend? She's in the sorority. Oh, yeah. And her name is Marty. 
Uh, well, she's going to be in the sorority when she does this because they're oh, going to yeah, let her use the, the car and everything. Yeah. Um, her name is Marty. Marty. So we got Jeff, Marty, Seth, and what's her name? Uh, Denise. Denise. That's right. Yeah, no, it's Denise. Yeah. Um, so they all hoop and holler and sit on cars that are moving, which I can tell you from personal experience is a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Did not go well for me. And when they're heading to place, they're just like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> just tons of woos going on. Uh, more woes than a Danzig song. Um, yeah, so we got uh, them going to, what's the name of the manor? Garth. Garth Manor, that's right. With the gorked out kids. <laughs> They say Gork allow me to look up what it meant. Gork is actually like a condition, was a name of a, like, I guess, condition of where it was like deformities and stuff like that. And they didn't really know what it was called. So it was called Gork because it stands for God only really knows. And I'm not kidding. That is what it is, which is fucking horrible. <laughs> that is such a horrible because way to God say Because God is involved. Well, of course. Like, you, Medicine wasn't real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this guy's like leading him around. His name is Peter. He's the head of the fraternity and everybody loves Peter. Peter's so cool. Peter's so cool. He's dressed like a prince. A, a superhero. Or a lord or superhero. Which leads me to another piece of trivia. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Brophy, uh, who plays him, uh, still has that purple cape. And he wears it every... Halloween to this day. Is he still is he still acting? I don't think so. Probably not. Um uh, he wears it every year. Um uh, this man is uh 70 years old now. <laughs> this year. <laughs> and remember uh, when I was in that movie, Betsy? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh yeah, he he hasn't had like any big roles like he was in some episodes of like Jag <laughs> and Star Ew. Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, <laughs> better. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was in uh, Young and Young and the Restless. Okay, <laughs> so he acted. <laughs> he was actor man, but he loves he loves he's basically he's basically uh, uh, El Bundy. Yeah, the cape. We're just like, remember when I was in Hell Night? And they're like, okay. Remember when I threw that touchdown? Yeah, I didn't see if this was a box office bomb or not. So continue on. Well, I looked it up. Um, <sighs> it was. It was made for one point four million. Well, I guess not technically. What well, with marketing would have been. It was made for one point four million, and the box is two point three million. So it not make a lot. Probably it, even. It, it may have just broke even with like VHS like rentals. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So they go to the Garth Manor uh, where the father killed a bunch of the family except his gorked out son, Alexander, who had been watching him murder everyone and then himself. And they tell the tale of how he might still be roaming the manor and how their initiation requires them to spend the night there as it has been for so many years for their fraternity and sorority. Yeah. And... Pretty much what you expect would happen happens where it's like 
a couple of the fraternity people are trying to rig up pranks and stuff like that to scare them and blah, blah, blah. And they find a few of them. But then we find out that maybe the Alexander story is true. Woo! And that's where we get into the main uh, bulk of the movie. Yeah. And just as... It makes no sense to me that it was like... So Alexander was cool with like years and years of fraternities and sororities doing this and not bothering to to go after them. Yeah, right. But this year, yeah. He's like, is that Linda Blair? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get up there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, fucking, her name's Marty? That's a guy's name. <laughs> hey, Marty's for men. Yeah. Uh, it's for gorks. Gorks <laughs> <laughs> only. Gork screw. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, I mean, there's some fun stuff in there. Like, it, it, I. There's a few far in between. Few and far in between. The movie's got some serious pacing issues. That's the biggest issue I think I had with it, is just how long it goes. Yeah. And it's like, we got like three different endings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, three different endings. Keeps on going on forever. Um, there's some really good stuff in it, though. Um, I think that... Uh, um, it, I, I think it's pretty airy at first. Yeah. Um, I think it does a pretty good mixture of slasher, but also like Haunted, Haunted Mansion. House, yeah. yeah, film. Because um, it is in this like gothic Haunted Mansion. Um, and uh, that stuff is pretty good. Like when the first few kills happen, the, the killers and shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's like pretty airy. And also it, it works better whenever you don't see the killers at all. Um because later on, they do show... Oh, that, that was the twist. Sorry. Um, there's not just one kid. There's two kids. There's two We're of them. We're gorked. They're both gorked out. So it wasn't just the one. There were actually two sons. Um, but, uh, yeah. When you don't see their faces, it works way better. Because when you see the makeup... It's the same problem. I think we may have talked about this last episode. With Cobweb. With Cobweb. We're just like, wow, this looks really good. Maybe we just were talking about we watching the movie. It's really good. It's really scary. And then they show her fucking... Yeah, they show her fucking. <laughs> just like not scary anymore. Sure, She's just like I just wanted to fuck. <laughs> it's like oh well, that's not that scary. Which which side note? Um, if you haven't watched Cobweb, it's a perfect time of year to watch Cobweb. Yeah, it is absolutely a Halloween movie, and it did get unfairly put it came under out the, the radar. Same weekend as Barbie and Oppenheimer, and got buried. It came out. It's a fall set during Halloween movie. And they put it on July, the same weekend as what they knew were going to be the two biggest movies of the year uh, before they even came out. And it just got ran Why over. Why would they do that? I don't understand. I don't know. But, but, you know, I think that that movie has already been kind of finding an audience because a lot of people have been talking like, oh, Cobweb. You can rent it on uh, Amazon for like four or five bucks right now. Um, but, yeah, check it out. It's a great time to watch it. Um, and it works all the way until the very end where they – they actually show, they show her Cheshire cat Yeah, when they show the face and it looks like Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. Um, yeah, that kind of ruined it. But before that, it was actually, there's some really creepy stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it feels well like, done. They're like, actually, like, there's a lot of movies that are like set during Halloween or set during the fall, but doesn't feel like the fall. This one actually feels like 
it's set during that time of year. And yeah, no, it absolutely is. Pumpkin patches and everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. But um, yeah, I like that movie. Uh, Back I really to the movie we're talking about. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so Seth is a... Uh, Seth was supposed to be... I forgot what he was supposed to be originally. I think he was supposed to be like a rugby player or some shit. A hockey player originally. That was what he was super into, but the actor was actually like really into surfing, surfing in real life, so they just let him like talk about surfing. He looks like a surfer. He does look like a surfer. He, he totally looks, looks like a surfer. an epitome of an 80s surfer. Uh, he wants to hook up with the British chick. And he does. Denise. And uh, and he does. They fuck like a lot, I guess. Or maybe not. I don't but know. She can never remember his name. Yeah, she can never remember his name, which is like a running joke. That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they really keep on trying to play it, but, uh, yeah, he's like super into her. She's just super drunk and high. She, she's on fucking, uh, Quailies. she's on Quailies. Um, so I guess that's a gag. And then, uh, boy, y'all want some Quailies. Yeah, and Marty and Marty and Jeff, um, are like, hey, I guess we'll pair up. And he tries to make a move on her, and she's like, no. And they were talking about, like, he comes from money. This is part of the social commentary where he comes from money, but she doesn't. And I think there's also maybe reflection how, like, everybody's kind of dressed. It's supposed to be this whole, like, people... It's people dissecting the movie more than needs to be dissected, where it's like, well, actually, there's this deep... There's not a deep social commentary. So what's, so what's Marty's costume? represent um i kind of looked at it as like maybe she's like kind of like you know uh, um she had a, like a matching costume with jeff almost almost but it seemed like hers were more like almost like rags like more like she was like maybe like a maid in the works like you know a servant of some sort um and he has kind of like more of a um yeah like lord kind of costume on yeah uh, which kind of makes sense, like the gothic feel of the mansion, whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, just because my dad's rich, you think I had advantages? It's like, yes. yes. Yep. 100% <laughs> yes, you do. Um, he would be in this fraternity if he wasn't rich. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the stuff with the kills and all that works pretty well. Like, you know, there's a pretty good beheading. Um, and there's a, a scythe kill. Yeah, um, it's pretty good, and uh, and there's some stuff that comes back like later on, um, but there is one bit that I really really like in the movie. Whenever you think that Jeff, or sorry, you think Seth, if you're so similar, Seth is like a complete like idiot, which he is, but there's this part wherever it, he kind of becomes the protagonist of the movie for a bit. Yeah, for a small amount of time, I feel like three of them got a chance. Jeff. Seth and Marty had a chance to be a protagonist. It's different parts. In different movie. parts. Um, absolutely. Um, Which was interesting. Which, I mean, Marty's an interesting final girl, but, like, I don't think she's bad enough for a Razzie. I think Linda Blair's fine in the movie. No, I just do. Um, I even like how they foreshadow the ending with a part of the story for her. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, but at one point, Seth escapes... Because they finally figure, like, oh, my God, these aren't pranks. People are actually getting killed because they can't, they can't find Denise. And they find a head instead of one of the people yeah, that yeah, prank them. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, we're going to get out of here. glasses. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, four eyes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so they escape, but, of course, they try to escape, but there's a huge fence. Uh, Seth is able to scale it. 
um, and get over the spikes without with minimal, minimal damage. Gets his shoulder a little bit and then runs off. Yeah, he um, runs off. And usually how these movies go is like, oh, he's gonna run off in the woods and we try to run and get help. So he's gonna jump out of the woods and kill him. Yeah. Doesn't happen. He gets to a police station. Yeah, we go fucking sandwich. We got time. It's the same. It's the same police station as uh, Hellraiser. Yeah, pretty um, much. But he gets there, they're like, are you from that fraternity? Oh, you are sure to hang over there and let you get up. Yeah. I ain't believing a word. He said, there's actual murders happening. Yeah. I don't care. He's like, it's hell night. It's, it's a Halloween night or the night before Halloween? The night before. Yeah. Um, it's just devil's night. Yeah. Um, so he... Uh, before that, runs the fraternity, runs the police station. They don't believe him. He breaks into their their armory and steals his shotgun. Yeah, and bullets, and climbs out the window. window. And there's a giant window into that room. But as like we see in actual real life police stations, none of them paid attention or care. No. And he runs back and he becomes a hero for a little bit. Like he starts blasting these yeah, motherfuckers. He starts blasting <laughs> I think he kills one of them. He kills one of them. And then the the fuck out when you find out there's two. Yeah, there's two of them. And yeah. And he fucks him up. Do you even see no, no. you see him get pulled off and the shotgun slides into the shot? That's right. So you ever, I don't think you can see how he dies. Or you see the body afterwards, maybe. Um but yeah, it's, it's so funny because it's like he goes on his own little adventure for a while. Steals his car. Yeah. <laughs> which, which you're like, well, this just sounds really exciting. Trust me, there's a lot of boring pacing issues in between. Where yeah, no, it was just down. following him. It would have yeah. been more fun. They tightened it up. It's about 20 minutes too long. Um, that's kind of the problem with it. Uh, it's a pretty interesting movie. And I think that's an issue we have with a lot of these movies. Yeah. It's like the biggest fault is just the runtime. time. And I think, I think that like... Because they do basically the same thing like two or three times. And the first time I think it works really well. But whenever Seth comes back, they do it again where he's walking towards the house. Yeah. And it's like cloudy and all that. And the first time we do that walk, it's really cool. It's almost like the base motel or something like that. But um, it's like very spooky and eerie and it's like feels like the season. Um, but then they do it like a couple more times. It's just like, I'm like falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran a long day at work. Um, so I'm just like, uh, uh, it's like, oh no, because we just fucking end and eventually did. Like movies do sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's not bad. I, I think that if somebody re edited the film and made a super cut, it worked. Um, your VHS was almost a super cut. So, why we, why we talk if, you guys remember last episode, we were like, we'll do Hell Night next. And we're like, why? It's like, because Blaze has a VHS copy. Well, guess what copy didn't work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got that terrible. Yep. Um, well, any of v- VHS can be unreliable. So no, it was then they booby trapped it. So we watched on Tubi, which you guys can watch on Tubi for free. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad movie to watch. No, and you know, it's probably a good time of year to watch it. Um, just, you could probably have it on the background while you're doing other shit or while you're like, you know, I don't know, like hanging out with some friends and stuff. Yeah. You don't uh, pay too much attention to it, but you know, there's a couple scenes are pretty fun. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's I think it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, the one thing that was never explained was the ghost a projector or something or was Oh it, yeah. They I, never showed that. I think the ghost was just a ghost. Yeah, you think it was just a ghost? Yeah. I think I think that's why kind of Cuz it was so early on. Yeah, they never bring it back up. You're right. Never bring it back up. So I guess it's like a supernatural back. house. I guess it ties back in where it is kind of a haunted house movie. Um, and a slasher film, mm-hmm. and a and, and part gork film. And a part gork film. It's gork exploitation. <laughs> part gork. God only really knows how exploitation. Warp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and the th- one of the the better parts to me that I like was the final ending, mm-hmm. was when. Earlier in the movie, Marty mentions that, you know, she was with a poor family and her dad was a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And that's how she knows a lot about cars and stuff. And he's like, wow, but your hand's dirty. I'm just rich. Uh-huh. And at the end of the movie, the, uh, the car uh, that Seth stole isn't running now because I guess the lights were on too long. Mm. And... They start climbing over the gate, Marty and one of the Gork kids, and uh, the gate ends up breaking, she gets in the car, she figures out that it's not running, and she's able to fix it, and I'm like, okay, good foreshadowing. Yeah, it's a good, good little foreshadowing. Yeah. So, that was good stuff. Without um, pulling too much attention to itself, like, sometimes you do callbacks like that, and she's like, ugh. Oh, you mean, like, Evil Dead Rise? Yeah, what are, you know, we haven't talked since... Uh, I rewatched that movie. It's garbage. I, I like it even less. And it's a garbage movie. I, I I defended it the first time. You did I watch it. We're just like, well, maybe maybe just need to rewatch it. Well, I rewatched it with Lauren, and we were both not impressed. And Blaze was right. I don't know about right, but I'm right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it uh, is the weakest Evil Dead movie there is. Yeah. No. No. No doubt. Absolutely. I just don't want people to love that movie so much. Um, I don't get it either. I think it's because they never watched Evil Dead. <laughs> like, no. I mean, as far as like franchise horror goes like this year, I was a big fan of Scream 6 or... No, Scream 6 is kind of bullish. Or fucking Evil Dead Rise. So, I don't know. Um, I had more fun with like Talk To Me. I really like Talk To Me. <laughs> Talk To Me was good. Um, and Cobweb. Cobweb was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't watched... Still haven't watched Bo's Afraid. Ever watched... I-, I love Bo's Afraid. Um, and I haven't watched... Of course, the new Exorcist, which I know won't be good, or the new Saw, so I can't speak of those franchises. But some of the other horror, some of the independent stuff, it's been decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's as much as a... Like, I think 2021 was like a, a stellar year. 2022. Was that when X and everything came out? Yeah, it was last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It was like year. it was longer. Uh-uh. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. It was like... I should have put it, like, watch Hell Knight. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah, you can watch because it. Because there are some good parts to it. Yeah. And there is, I mean, other than pacing, I don't think there's too much to shit on. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, uh, the interactions between Denise and Seth are really annoying after a while. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, because he just keeps running out in his boxer and like, where are your pants? It's like I'm fucking. I'm having sex. She's on quaaludes. Uh, you want to know about surfing? And it gets on her and starts pretending she's a surfboard. He does. And she's like, ha 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 ha. I think most people would be like, 
All right, I'm turned off. <laughs> so we fucking are what? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, the Quaaludes just reminds me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia whenever there's an episode where Frank wants Quaaludes. And they're like, do they even make Quaaludes anymore? They don't. <laughs> they don't. They do not make Quaaludes anymore for those of you interested in trying. Yeah. But good luck. <laughs> you won't find them nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Hell night. Hell night. Um, okay, well, I guess that brings us into our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. Alright, so what game do we have? Well, this is one I've had in my back pocket for a while, and I totally forgot about it last episode because I was going to do it before Texas Chainsaw. Uh, but for all my phasmophobia freaks out there like me... Um, uh, I believe it was last year it came out fully. Uh, we're going to talk about the game Demonologist, which is how, the way I will put it is, think of a scarier phasmophobia. Uh, okay. it, you are still playing ghost hunters, but they can also be demons and other stuff like that mm-hmm. instead. Um, you uh, have slightly different equipment, and some of it's like, oh, here's an EMF detector, but it's like a Ouija board with a roach running on it with lights, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, just some weird shit. But so it mainly plays about the same way, but I'd say graphics wise, it's a big step up, and, and it is a bigger studio, so I'm not shitting on Phasmophobia because I love that game. But the scares are so much more than Faz has. Uh, because in Faz, it's like you'll see an outline or a shadow of the ghost, or you'll hear a breath in your ear, or you'll see something in the cameras, something like that. But this, like, some really wild shit happened when we were playing. So I was playing with my brother before he went back underway, and we were playing a game. And I was walking through a hallway in this mansion. It's the first part of the game. I haven't even I haven't even unlocked the other levels because I'm I'm I cannot do as well as I do in Faz. Because <laughs> like Faz, I got it down to an art. Yeah. This one is still touch and go for me. And so I'm walking down this hallway, and Ted's like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna head out back to the truck." And I was scanning the room a little bit longer, and I was like, "Okay, I'm coming." And I see him walking in front of me and going like this weird direction. And I'm like, hey, Ted, where are you going? I thought you were going back to the truck. And he was like, I'm in the truck. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I see you right here. I'm following you. And then all of a sudden he disappears and the furniture just flies all the way across the room. And I'm flipping my fucking shit at this point. So we go back out. Come back in, and now I got, like, uh, instead of having a notebook, like in Phasmophobia, you have an easel. Okay. And the easel, it's, they're supposed to paint on it or whatever. And I'm walking down that way, and then all of a sudden, while I'm walking down the hall, a little girl starts skipping and singing in front of me at the end of the hall. I'm like, what the fuck? And the other part that is kind of interesting about this game is that they'll put multiple in one house. Like, you won't see just one sometimes. So you'll see, like, this weird, like, ogreish-looking, brutal butcher dude. And you'll see, like, a little girl. And, like, with the scares, it'll have, like, you'll be walking up the stairs or down the stairs. 
hands will come out from under you. Um, you know, you have the spirit box, but it, it's it, it's a little more reactive than the one in Phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. It has more options of things to say. So I think it definitely puts... I, de- I definitely think it puts more of a, a focus on the scares than the gameplay. Okay. Uh, it's still super fun. It is kind of like a Faz copy in a way, but it's like an improved copy. So I think it's... I wouldn't... I don't think it's... I wouldn't say better than Faz, but I would say if you are like at that point where I am in Faz, where it's like, okay, I know everything they're going to throw at me. It's not that scary anymore. It's just fun to play. This will fix that. That will remedy the scare factor. Sure. Uh, because there's just so, so much random shit that can happen in this. Mm-hmm. And the character customization is a little bit better. Uh, but I will say to get new equipment and collect that stuff and find the ghost, it is a way harder challenge. Like it is, it is, the tools are not as defined i guess like in the sense that they can work in like a couple of ways but you have to know what they are and it doesn't really guide your hand uh too much that way so it like this is the perfect game to play with your friends Mm -hmm. during this season like it is uh you can play with up to four people okay cool so and it is it gets wild and your resources are way more limited so it's not like faz where it's like oh found a ghost now i have a bunch of money to get like some new equipment like this it's like no you better find that same ghost seven or eight times and maybe you can afford a second emf detector would you would you think it'd be a good party night to play this game followed by texas chainsaw yeah absolutely if you're sitting down with your friends and the great part about texas chainsaw is if you have xbox or game pass on the pc it's free to download and it it's uh it's a lot of fun but uh this one i believe is only on steam so it's only pc but if you're having a party with your friends uh and by that i mean like a you know playing wirelessly with each other uh this would be a great time to play games like Demonologist or uh, Poppy's Playhouse and such like that together. Good scares, fun games. Um, it's not too hard to figure out. Like if somebody's new to those kind of games, it's yeah. pretty easy to try and figure out and show people what to do. But I would definitely recommend playing this game. Cool. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it really is. I highly recommend Demonologist. Yeah, um, cool. Well, you guys can check it out. Um, or not. Fuck you. Or not. Just don't listen to Blaze <laughs> ever again. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Don't talk to me or my Rocky ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, next episode. Are we even talking about what we're talking about next episode? I think we should start. No, we should start after the Halloween season. All right, fine. It's going to be long. Because we're, we're, we're kicking around the... Oh man, it's going to be... After watching that one movie, it feels like a bit of a chore. But, uh... It, yeah, may, maybe let us know what you think. All right, yeah. Go we, down the fucking wormhole I'm going to put up a poll on... after the, When this episode comes out, we'll put a poll up on, on our uh, social media, up on the Instagram. Um, what you guys think. We've been thinking... For anybody that doesn't know, last year, <laughs> in 2022, um, there were like nine or ten Amityville movies that came out 
Um, yeah, yeah. Just because you can use the Amityville name um, legally. Uh, so a lot of movies have just been using Slapping that, that on there. Yeah. It has nothing on, to do with Amityville. Anything. And so we watched one called Amityville Karen. Woo! <laughs> Um, there's also been ones like Amityville, uh, in toilet. space, Amityville toilet, uh, Amityville scarecrow, mm-hmm. uh, all these has nothing to do with Amityville horror except for the name, um, uh, which were fans of the original. Oh yeah. Uh, I fucking love the original Amityville uh, horror. Which we may do an episode on just that first, <laughs> just to balance it out being like, all right, now let's show you how much these have nothing to do with with Amityville Horror. We'd have to start with the first original good one and then obviously go to the wonderful Ryan Reynolds version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing. No, it's no. pretty boring. I saw yeah. it in theaters when it came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds as a person, but he yeah. made a lot of bad movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're thinking about maybe doing a season where we just talk about all those Amityville movies that came out last year. Um, but right now it's Halloween season, so we should talk about spookier fall movies first for the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Hell Night's a good start to that. You're very much against the Amityville series. <laughs> I'm not against it, I just feel like it's going to be a chore. Like, it like is. After a while, the fucking uh, mon- mini Monster Mania was turning into a bit of a chore. Yeah, until we got to Munchies. <laughs> Fuck you. I was about to say, so I watched, once <laughs> I watched Munchies. It my spirits. It was, I was rat fucked after that. Um, <laughs> that was like the second thing we watched. <laughs> mm-hmm. Watch Ghoulies and Munchies. Watch Ghoulies, Munchies. What was the last one we watched? Hobgoblins? No, we didn't watch Hobgoblins. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, we watched Hobgoblins with the one, the really, really bad one. Oh. That we had to watch on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, they were like perverted or something. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can go back a few episodes and watch it. I'll figure it out. I'll listen to it. Um, but yeah, so that's the idea for the season. Um, but we'll try to find a spooky Halloween appropriate film. We'll talk it over. Monster Squad? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we'll figure out something that's seasonal. and. I think we should do something newer. Something newer? Yeah, because this is an older film. I think we should try something newer. Okay, we'll find a movie that's set around fall that came out in the past... It has to be post-2000, the past 20 years. Past 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll find something for the season. Um, yeah, and we'll go from there. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to reach us, you can, of course, reach us at Blade of Apples pod at gmail.com or follow us at blade apples podcast on instagram and shoot us a message if you got any comments questions concerns thoughts we love to hear it we love hearing from you guys um we're happy to be back it feels good to be in a room together recording again i know i hate that <laughs> fucking skype bullshit <laughs> it's easier to edit for blaze um you ain't fucking kidding even though we won't edit out any of the doc stuff from earlier um <laughs> I don't know how to edit around that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, just, we were talking too much take during that the chunk and just like, just, just, it'll be like, uh, uh, and uh, we're yeah. back. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll figure out, or, well, or, or it just dawned on me. Next episode, we'll do the Halloween thing, but I glanced up and it reminded me we still need to do the Tales from the Crypt episode. We'll do the Tales from the Crypt. Episode. Why did you get reminded of Tales from the Crypt? Oh, yeah. He has a Crypt Keeper mask. That's right. Um, but we'll do the Tales from the Crypt episode where we'll choose. Well, we can't even, our, our thing was like, well, we did 
Are you afraid of the dark with Muppet Baby versions of these three actors? Well, let's find three actors and tell some crap. But like every episode has. As a big actor. A, a big yeah. actor. Somebody that was big at the time or became big. So just three episodes of Tell Some Crip. Not next episode, but maybe the week or the week after that. We'll go a week after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can reach us then. Uh, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our art. Um, check him out at Crawling Panther Tattoo on Instagram or Stefan Mize, S-T-E-F-A-N-M-E-I-S-S-E. Awesome guy. Loves horror movies. Amazing tattoo artist. Um, and thanks to Blaze for being a great co-host and editing this stuff together, doing all the tech stuff. I like how you always get quieter on the outro. Like yeah. you're like, and this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to soothe everybody as we're saying. Our so true, battery voice. Yes. Um, yeah. Anything else to add? See you later, fuckers. All right. Remember, every day is Halloween. So please act accordingly. Bye. Bye.